Welcome to the 29th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So today I thought we could talk about a couple things that have been in the news recently around T-Mobile. So first, I thought this was interesting. T-Mobile has, just five months after rolling out TV service, decided to get out of the TV game. They announced that they're going to be sunsetting T-Vision, which was their over-the-top streaming product, and allowing customers that had purchased T-Vision to swap out for YouTube TV. Roger, I think it's probably pretty fair to say that you've been skeptical of content deals that a lot of the carriers have made. So what do you have to say about this development? Well, better late than never, right? It only took them five months. The thing is, I think T-Mobile is is realizing, and when you listen very closely, the, the, the complaints of content distributors and about content owners is, is very, very loud. And T-Mobile walked into this thinking, oh, it would be so easy and straightforward and, you know, the other carriers are idiots and we're going to dunk them and realized... Well, you thought the other carriers were idiots and hard to work with. Hollywood is way, way harder to work with. And the complications of it, like, you know, you're forced to bundle channels together. You can't do a la carte. You know, you're forced to have annual price increases and all of these things. I think they realized it's a really bad idea. And let some, let somebody else hold the bag, right? And you know, in from the left comes comes Google, right? Right, and they they ran into some issues with bundling right out of the gate, right? So some of yeah. the channels that they had put together under their T-Mobile Vibe bundle, I believe, you know, there was some sort of contractual issue where the content producers didn't want to be bundled. Yeah, and they ignored the contract and ran promptly into trouble right and uh, they expected the content owners to back down and the content owners did not back down and you know one of the things in wireless is that prices stay the same or go down all the time the other truth is prices in entertainment content stay the same or go up i haven't seen any content owner reduce their prices ever. And so we, we see it in T-Mobile's Netflix bundling. Originally, it was Netflix on us. Then it was Netflix on us and a buck from you. Currently, we're in a buck and two bucks, right? You know, I can't wait until it is Netflix, let's go Dutch, you know, half on me, <laughs> half on you. And Verizon will run into the same problem, Right. Being a content provider isn't a good thing in these in in this world. I applaud T-Mobile for realizing, you know, let's not double down on a bad decision, because AT and T went headlong into it, and they paid the price with you know Directv. T-Mobile can't afford to buy a movie studio, so that option is gone, and now they're like, oh well, let's cut our losses and get out. And wrap this into an announcement with Google. Throw Google some sugar, you know, like, oh, we will sell the Pixel, which gets way more press than sales. 
right? And then they throw in the RCS announcement, which is actually a much, much bigger news item than, than T-Vision. Definitely. So, so let's talk about RCS just to kind of get us grounded in this conversation. Can you explain what RCS is, how it's different from other proprietary standards, say like uh, iMessage on, on iOS, and, and why is this agreement with Google so important given that T-Mobile has been deploying RCS on their Android devices since 2015? Yeah, so RCS stands for Rich Communication Suit. And if we go into a open RAN SDN system, RCS becomes your your voice, your text messaging, your enriched text messaging, your MMS, your picture messaging, multimedia messaging platform. And it gets a ton more enhancements with it. And so the carriers could go two ways. One is that they would buy an RCS platform from a number of companies, you know, most notably Mavenir, right? They're selling their RCS platform to AT&T, Verizon. They used to sell it to T-Mobile before this. And they sell it to Rakuten and and other companies. So that takes care of the whole communications part here. Very interestingly, Sprint chose to work with Google at the time, right? And so now the T-Mobile relationship looks like the old Sprint relationship. Why is that important? Because the relationship is very different. If you buy it from Mavenir, you pay Mavenir money but you keep all the monetization opportunity for yourself. If you buy it from Google, you get that platform for free and a revenue cut on the monetization opportunity. So what's the monetization opportunity, you will probably ask, right? Well, RCS is the last opportunity for wireless carriers to make money on advertising, right? They blew it on display, they blew it on video, they blew it on location-based. So text messaging with RCS or rich text messaging lets them do interactive advertising. Once it's actually rolled out, you can buy your pizza through text messaging. So you don't have to go to a website. You You can do this in a much more streamlined uh, opportunity. So RCS has a bunch of additional functionality, right, that we should talk about in terms of you have rich verified messages, there's a larger character limit, you could do read receipts, group messages. So that's all very consumer-friendly functionality that that gets rolled out with RCS. But there's also another piece to it where it enables e-commerce at a a better rate, right? So Yeah, e-commerce and advertising. Right. And and this is basically T-Mobile saying, this is not our core business. We will not do a monetization properly. Google is much better able to do this. We'll take a revenue cut. And in the interim, we pay nothing for RCS. Right. And I think the other thing that's interesting here is that relative to the other large national carriers, T-Mobile already kind of had 
far fewer ad tech assets. And so they don't do any sort of, you know, programmatic buying or selling or anything like, like Verizon media or like a Xander at at t would do. So they've already kind of chosen to not dip their toe in the water in as much uh, into the ad tech space. And I think this is further indication that they, it's not something they see as a profit center. They'd rather just farm it out to Google. Exactly. And the the one thing that would have been interesting that was not in this announcement, but that everybody is waiting for a year, if not longer, is cross-carrier RCS. That there will be interoperability, doesn't matter which carrier it is, because only then this advertising and especially e-commerce opportunity will take off. Because if you are Domino's Pizza, you know, you're not going to, you know, sink a lot of money into this and, and set up your pizza meter or whatever it is if it's only to one third of the customers in the US, right? It's just not going to happen. So for this to really take off, it needs cross carrier RCS. And for reason unknown to me, it hasn't happened yet. It's like, Next quarter, next quarter. It's like this running joke of we'll launch cross-carrier RCS, you know, next quarter or next year. And every quarter they tell you the same thing. And this is an open standard, right? So it's not that there's incompatibilities in terms of how systems would work, or is this more, you know, like the Verizons and AT&Ts of this world don't necessarily want to... Or the, or the T-Mobiles. It, it, you know, I don't want to point fingers at AT&T and Verizon because I don't know, or, or at T-Mobile, I don't know who, who it was or who it is. It could be, it, theoretically, it could be T-Mobile because they basically said, oh, we're going to switch from from the, the Mavenir boxes that we bought to Google, right? I don't know who's to blame. I, I only know that the, that it's stuck somewhere. And then you always have our wonderful friends from Cupertino. They have their own proprietary iMessage standard and use as fallback the SMS. They also need to support RCS. And, you know, they talked about that they do, but we'll see if that rolls out. And an Apple with 50% market share, you know, and, and on devices... You can't do it without. Otherwise, you know, you have the same problem that, oh, it works only with third, like T-Mobile. Now it doesn't work for half because none of the iPhones does. And this announcement also from T-Mobile is Android devices only. So it's even less, you know, than than a third. Well, I certainly uh, hope they do get this figured out. I know as an Android user... You know, if you try to reply back to a group chat that's been created in iMessage, for example, it doesn't always work correctly, and, and you end up with a bunch of different SMS threads. And this is something that RCS would would solve, right, by allowing kind of group messages in a in a technology agnostic platform. I would hope so. <laughs> I don't know. You know, these these are all these technical plumbing type answers that have to be provided by. Apple, Google, and the the operators uh, combined. It's a multi-factor problem. So the other thing I think is interesting within the context of this is that T-Mobile really recently changed their privacy settings from 
opt in to opt out, right? So yep. presumably if they're looking to partner with somebody like a Google, they would want to in- increase the kind of size of that addressable audience yeah. via via their uh, text messaging or RCS protocol. So yep. even if they're not going to be doing kind of their own advertising or ad tech, they would always want to, I think, position their yeah. customer base as being valuable for a partner, right? Which Which this would in conjunction with that, allow. Because in general, you know, if, if you have something opt-in, it's another way of saying this is, will not happen. Whereas opt-out, you have a much bigger pool. As a rule of thumb, you know, with other segments, opt-in happens in 5% of people opt-in, maybe 10. If you have opt-out, maybe 20% opt-out. The difference is you you either end up with 10% of your customers or 80% of your customers. With 80% of your customers, you have a market. With 10% of your customers, you have nothing. Because so many people in the middle simply don't care. And with opt-out, they're not motivated enough to opt-out. And with opt-in, they're definitely not motivated to opt-in. So it's definitely an interesting development. We'll uh, keep following this. And if there's any additional news in terms of moves that the other carriers are doing vis-a-vis RCS, we'll make sure and cover that. Thanks, Roger. Talk to you next week. Okay, bye-bye.